Just for you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Colin McLaughlin, this is literally the sports doctor, guys. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Wednesday. No, Thursday already. It's Thursday. You guys is, are falling apart. The week is flying by. Is Thursday, August 11th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio oh, WRNR and TV 10. Spencer Puynick, Rosalini, and Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us. Show sponsored in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. And... Uh, is it more of a mental issue for us, Colin, that we're falling apart mentally? It seems like it. I don't know what happened here at the start of the show. We've just got a lot going on today. We're prepping for a uh, earlier leave time from the station. Look, I got distracted. No excuses. Because Glenn Simpson quote-tweeted us, and I had to like his tweet. And I was like, "That's." I'm happy that he's excited that we're going to be at camp today. Yeah. I, You're we're excited be... that he's excited? I, I'm just excited, man. Are you? Let's get into it. All right, we will be at Washington Patriot football camp today as uh, we make our way around the EPAC. And uh, we started with Muscleman the other day. We have to go back to their practice, so get some B-roll footage for the EPAC all-access show. But today we'll be down at Washington High School in Charlestown looking at this Patriots team uh, that will continue to uh, run that wing offense. But uh, from what I understand, a few moving parts on their team as they uh, they move Delgado from quarterback to running back and then they move um they move Roval from running back to the quarterback per se in the wing offense yeah it'll be uh interesting because there's not really a quarterback it's just a whole bunch of running backs back there for Washington when they run this uh wing option and they don't really throw the ball during this option so it'll be interesting to see how that uh continues to look and if it's successful or not this season for him well they you may can't even talk now uh they used a few different guys at quarterback from what i remember from last season so you know rodrigo did play quarterback occasionally uh but they are a team that kind of went through a lot of different guys and i think the thought here is maybe joe Robel, while he may not necessarily be used to playing the quarterback position uh he can maybe bring a little bit of uh, a nice stability to the position and also uh you know find a way to play or do a lot of different things from the qb spot like colin was talking about with his ability to run and and use his legs because you know austin sharp was a common starter for them at qb uh and occasionally they would have uh children's throw it a little bit too uh, even though he was like a fullback. So, you know, they'll kind of mix in some different looks. Uh, but in terms of, like you said, you know, the passing game really isn't going to be that important for Washington this year, uh, except for every once in a while just to maybe throw some teams off guard. But uh, the way they're going to win football games is running the football down your throat and, uh, you know, playing a physical style of play. Um, so that's what we're kind of looking for, I think, out of this Washington team. And they do have a lot coming back on their offensive line. Uh, it's a big, strong group. And uh, that will kind of be 
the core of this team. It's a lot different than maybe what you see from a lot of different schools. You know, the wing is an offense that really has died down as time has went on, but uh, the teams that do run it want to run it effectively and uh, want to be, you know, a physical football team. So it's kind of a throwback style of play, uh, but it can be successful and it can uh, definitely be tough to stop if you're running it well if efficiently at an efficient rate even though it's not necessarily a a super complex offense uh it is you know a tough one to stop if if you're able to get those good motions and and different looks at the uh, defense and they lose uh going back to their stats from last year i believe they lose up over uh what is that 700 yards offense on rushing uh with uh Tyler Meisensoll having graduated along with um, Austin Sharp there, 481 and 239 yards respectively. But their leader comes back in Delgado, and it's interesting that they're moving him to more of a fullback role. I wonder how much he's going to be running the ball. We'll learn more today, obviously, when we're at training Well, the training fullback camp. in the wing is essentially the main running back. Because yes, they're going to the majority that. of the carries. I did forget that. Uh, so that makes sense that he's not going to be at the wing spots uh so they'll be using a good bit of him and um you know him and Vrobel I would expect to really lead that offense but they'll be a uh like I said a tough ground game and a physical team is really what they're trying to be again this year and I think it's a big year for Washington after you know a couple 500 seasons they want to get that winning record and get back in the playoffs and and really establish themselves now as a uh contender here in the EPAC yeah uh progression has continued to climb but the way to do that is as nick said you got to be able to control that line of scrimmage offensively if you don't have the offensive line to be able to get that push to have that successful wing offense then it's not going to be successful and the guys aren't going to be able to find those holes like you need to if you want to eventually score and win these games yeah, I think that's a good point, Colin. And we talk about the 500 record last year. They got that 20 nothing win over Hedgesville week one that we saw that Thursday night ball game. And, uh, you know, going down the line, they had a three-game win streak in there. as uh, But only two on the field as they had beat Hampshire in a forfeit last year. Uh, but they got a 14-13 win over Preston and then a 29-27 hard-fought win over Musselman back on October 22nd. And, uh, you know, that comes after. So they put two back-to-back great games up where they were hard-fought games after, you know, losing to Martinsburg where they had lost 62 to nothing. And I think, like, that goes to show the grit on the team is, you know, you lose that bad to a really good team in Martinsburg that, you know, as we saw, ended up winning uh, another state championship. But, uh, you know, they didn't – that wasn't a game that, you know, made them fall down per se they, they continued to get back up and they won two hard-fought games and then they fell to jefferson at the end of the season uh, and you got to remember if they would have beat jefferson in that game they most likely would have been in the playoffs yeah, they would probably have been six 15 or 16 yeah yeah uh but you know looking at uh, their schedule this year it seems to be pretty much the same as last year if i'm reading this correctly uh, as they'll play uh frankfurt so yeah they'll play frankfurt independence again and uh, Parkview out of Virginia again, and then Preston as well, along with Hampshire. Uh, but uh, they've got their last game will be away, obviously, at Jefferson, as you flip each time each year with your EPAC teams. Away at Musselman this year, away back-to-back games. I do believe in Virginia. I believe they're, yeah, they're playing Independence out of Ashburn, Virginia. So they're going to Virginia, Northern Virginia, 
back-to-back Fridays, it appears, uh, where the, then they'll have Frankfurt at home uh, the third game of the year, Spring Mills at home, and then Hedgesville away to start the season with Martinsburg at home as well. Uh, so they've got a pretty, you know, they're going to go, you know, not too far, I guess, like an, an hour, 20 minutes each time when they go out of Northern Virginia, uh, but not having to go to, you know, Hampshire, to Preston, to Frankfurt, that'll be nice. Yeah, I think uh, one of those big wins that you mentioned there toward the end, uh, the middle of the season, I should say, the win over Preston, I believe it was, ended on a blocked field goal, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, they were a team that, had some really good wins. That win over Musselman was a quality win. Uh, and definitely a team to look out for. Like Colin said, they had a chance at the playoffs there and were in that game with Jefferson. You know, that was a battle in that first half until Jefferson really turned it on and pulled away in the second half. But um, for the most part, you know, they return a lot. I think uh, they'll be a, a decent team to look out for and, and can potentially maybe upset a few teams that – we have high expectations for it and maybe find themselves into the playoffs. I think Washington's definitely a school and a program that you have to look out for moving forward because uh, they're now starting to see, you know, some consistent success. And when you start to see that, then some of your other athletes in the school might uh, actually want to play football because football is always the toughest sport to get kids committed to, especially when you're, you know, a newer school, and you're not having a ton of success on the field, you know, sometimes kids are like, why would I want to put all that effort into playing high school football if we're not going to win games? Well, and I think it and then you see show. that, and, and then you might start to see more kids come out, and, and that will help lead to more success. I think it also goes to show what they can do with the smaller group of kids they have. Like, you look up last year's roster, 34 kids, and you can go 500, you know, back-to-back years with 27 and 34 kids on a roster. That is, in AAA, that is pretty respectable, honestly. No, it definitely is. And, and when you have a I'm smaller saying. roster and you can go 500, you can put up, you know, you know, 10 wins over two years is not is not a bad for a school that, you know, when you look at numbers on a team, there's some AA teams that have more players than, than Washington. If you look at numbers on a team, I don't know what the – we'll have to talk to Coach Simpson today, see what his numbers are like this year. Hopefully they're going up as this team continues to improve year in and year out. But, I mean, that's impressive from a number standpoint of the number of players on the team to their success on the field. Yeah, and I think that could lead to more kids. I think when we talked to them at 7-on-7, they had better numbers this year, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll we'll have to confirm that today. But, uh, you know, you start to see a little bit of consistency out of the program and kids get excited about football and and then they decide, you know what, I think it is worth putting that extra effort into – to sign up and play this year i agree and hopefully that they are continuing to grow it's going to be obviously tough because they play one of the more physical styles so trying to recruit and be like hey you're going to be getting hit every single play no matter what position you are is probably a tough sell but if you guys can or if washington excuse me continues to uh find success continues to hopefully this season go above 500 I think that people might buy into the program. And I think that you talk, we talk about numbers and playing into it. You know, you see a lot of high schoolers now like, oh, I want to get the ball. I want to be a receiver. Well, when you go to Washington, you're a receiver. You're more of a blocking receiver. You get the ball here every now and then. I mean, I think there was, what, a total of 50 attempts on the season potentially uh, for that throwing. But, you know, you 
you got to be a team-focused person on that team. There's a lot of players in high school. I'm not gonna. There's nobody that I can call out personally, but I'm saying in high school it's more like, oh, I want to play college ball. I got to get these stats up. You know, that's kind of like the mentality I feel like of a lot of high school players is, well, if I want to go to college and play ball, my stats have to be out the wazoo. And when you're on a team that runs this kind of offense, that's just not what's going to happen unless you're a running back and you're one of the top running backs on the team. I mean, one of the greatest of all time in Calvin Johnson went to Georgia Tech where they never throw the football. That's true. That's true. So you don't necessarily have to put up the big numbers. I mean, he's also 6'4 and like fast and really good. And like fast. He can jump out, you know, really high. But that helps, I guess. All right, well, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg, we became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, uh, we'll talk NFL football. There's a fight, a scuffle that broke out at the commander's practice yesterday, the first one of camp. Uh, Plus, Ravens start the preseason tonight, and a lot going on there on uh, running back-wise as they'll see who gets to play in this game. But we'll be back for more. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. or tune in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. After an incredible run to the national semifinals, the Shepherd University football team is back in action for another thrilling season on TV 10. Five seconds, throws, Enzo got Tarek! He got a foot in! Wow! Touchdown, Shepard! Join us on Thursday, September 1st at 5.30 as the Rams kick off their season in New Haven, Connecticut against Southern Connecticut State. Right here on Comcast Channel 10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer Pudding, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us here as we transition to the NFL training camp underway. And uh, yesterday, first fight broke out at the command. Excuse me, the commander's training camp. Excuse me again. You all right over <laughs> yeah, there? I'm good. Uh, it took 13 practices, which is pretty good considering, you know, tensions kind of fly early. Yeah, you've seen it all around the other teams in the NFL. There were a couple, uh, I think there were even multiple in a day for trying to remember. I think it was the uh, Giants. I could be wrong, but I always feel like these things get overblown by the media. Who really cares unless it results in somebody getting cut or injured? I mean, a scuffle's going to happen. It's a whole bunch of grown men playing football, and after that, I feel like there doesn't really need to be a story. That's just my thoughts. I know you wanted to get into it, but... Shaka Tony took exception to a block that was thrown by Curtis Hodges. I think he's a tight end. Uh, probably won't make the roster. Threw at him, so in return, Tony threw a punch at Hodges and also managed to remove... Oh, he's a t- yeah, he's a tight end. The tight end's helmet in the ensuing scrum. From there, enough players intervened to prevent the showdown from becoming a full-on scrap with Samus, Samus Reyes serving as one of the primary disruptors soon after the morning get-together was wrapped up. So, 
didn't last too long. Uh, more in uh, commander's training camp. Curtis was back on the practice field on Wednesday. He's been on and off, and apparently it's all part of the plan. I don't exactly understand what that means. Is he is he healthy? Is he not healthy? We as saw this last there year. Week one. That's all I care about. Yeah. Well, he said he's going to be, but in exactly. terms of uh, you know fights at training camp, I, I think at sometimes it can be a concern because it does seem like a lot of the times that teams that have a lot of fights at training camp don't have a lot of success on the field. Uh, you know, you don't really hear like Patriots ever having a fight at training camp or something like that. But it does happen. I mean, this doesn't sound like it was that big of a deal. It just kind of seems like guys kind of got into it for a little bit and it's broken up pretty quickly. But I'm saying, like, if it's constantly happening, obviously it's, like, kind of a concern. But this is just one fight in 13 practices, so not really anything to be uh, concerned about. In terms of uh, Curtis Samuel, I mean, he says he's going to be on the field week one. Uh, but it seems is like he, since Washington brought him in, he hasn't in for week one? done anything really in terms of – except for mispractice. So and games, and games. But if you're not practicing, usually you're not the game. Uh, I don't know. Our Clinton Portis used to never practice and play in the games all the time. But Clinton Portis, What's Clinton was a Portis, breed. he's built different. Yeah, he's a different breed. Uh, Cam Kerr looking to uh, continue his dominant force. A lot of articles coming out about how he is uh, still going to be that dominant force, kind of that leader now. Was this his third year now in the league? Third or fourth, I don't know off the uh, top of my head, but I have liked watching him grow in Washington and continue to progress on that defensive side. A much-needed progression in that young Washington defense. We thought it was going to be the line, but he really stepped up for the uh, secondary of Washington last year to help solidify that area, and it came as a surprise, so I hope he continues to surprise the uh, Washington faithful. Yeah, definitely be a good time to see if he can kind of take control of that defensive secondary. And we see some bounce back there from the cornerbacks as well as the other safeties as, you know, last year not a great year overall for that defense. Uh, That two years ago was one of the tops in the league and fell to the middle of the pack last year. Now let's transition over to the Ravens. They're, They're on the field tonight trying to win their 21st consecutive preseason game. And uh, continue a record mark or something like that. Uh, Nick, what are your thoughts on maybe going 21 straight wins in the preseason but not having success in the postseason? At least they make the postseason. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that in terms of preseason, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I guess it's kind of cool that they win their preseason games. If you're like a betting person, you can bet on the Ravens and you might win like five bucks on the game or something. But – in terms of, I guess, going for the preseason or continuing their preseason record, it meant something for some reason to the Ravens last year. I guess because Vince Lombardi held the record before. Uh, it's kind of like when they went for the rushing yard record to beat the Steelers or tie the Steelers. It meant something, I guess, at the time, but does it really mean anything? No. Um, you know, I think that tonight's game i guess what i'm looking forward to about it would be to see maybe some of those young wide receivers even though lamar won't be out there just how they play uh there's some offensive line competition to look at at left guard in particular who's going to kind of take over at that spot 
Uh, defensively, there's not a ton. I think inside linebacker maybe play there behind Patrick Queen could be interesting. Uh, but, I mean, pass rusher, they need guys, but a lot of their guys are hurt. And uh, that's another thing. Will any of the maybe guys that are rehabbing play? I kind of doubt it. Uh, so, really, there's not much to look forward to. It's an interesting matchup, I guess. It's Ravens-Titans. I mean, that's a intense really, rivalry, yeah. but it is the preseason, so I don't think it will matter too much. Will there be any logo stomping? That's something to maybe watch for. Maybe there'll be a fight in the preseason. Maybe Hardball and Vrabel go at it. I don't know. That'll be interesting. I mean, that is true that that has really grown into a rivalry well, over it's the really past always few years, but it, it's really... It's returned. Yes. Because when they were in the uh, Central Division before they had the AFC North, uh, you know, the Titans and the Ravens got into it quite a bit back in the Eddie George days and Ray Lewis. So there's a rivalry there that was there then, and then it came back with the Titans beating the Ravens and then the Ravens getting revenge on the Titans in the wild card game. What was it, 2020, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently the Ravens have also worked out a few linebackers over the last couple yeah, days. Yeah, they need to. Cause Chris Smith, Brandon Copeland, who both have spent time with the team prior. Copeland is a Baltimore native. Yeah, Vince Beagle, I believe is his first name. Uh, they brought him in from the Packers, and uh, he tore his Achilles. So he was kind of going to be maybe a guy that would play that second linebacker role behind Patrick Queen. And now it's like they could go out and trade for Roquan Smith, but I don't think that's really realistic because they just don't have any cap room. I mean, that would be an excellent move, but it's probably more realistic that they go out and sign one of those guys that nobody else wants off the street and they end up playing a role for them you know who i didn't realize signed with the ravens this offseason who's Who? that morgan moses yeah he plays right he's supposedly struggling in training camp so not surprising yeah i have to say i haven't heard his name for a while in the nfl he's been a starter wasn't he for washington or no he, he was. wasn't with washington he's with like the Jets exactly. There was a like, with team the in between that I completely. He was released forgot. on May twentieth, twenty twenty one, from the Commanders, and then they signed a one year, three point six million prove it deal with the Jets on July second of last year, and then he signs a three year, fifteen million dollar contract with the Ravens, which Did is signed him for three years. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why he's twenty five million a year, year right though. Just... I mean, they need a right tackle, man. They traded Orlando Brown, who wants like forty million dollars to play left tackle for the Chiefs. So, well, yeah, that'll be interesting. He's to still see. sitting out, and they got Ronnie Stanley with his bad ankle. Yeah. So, what's up? What's the update with that? I don't know. Harbaugh doesn't really say anything when he says a bunch of stuff that doesn't mean anything. He said it's every coach. Yeah, but in particular, Harbaugh and these injuries, and he, you know, he gets into that quote that I put on there with Gus Edwards, and he says. Probably won't be, may, might be ready week one, but hopefully we'll have him at some point this season. I'm like, yeah, I hope he's back at some point this season. He got hurt over a year ago. Wasn't Gus the one that uh, quote tweeted Ian Rappaport's tweet about him going on the pup? I think that was pup? Dobbins. No, that was J.K. Dobbins. So J.K. Yeah. Dobbins off the pup list. Is he going to play this week? No, he's not playing t- tonight. Tonight? Oh. No, no way. I don't think he plays in the preseason. Hey, yeah, you don't want to get him hurt again. That's All when right. he got I've hurt got was a, in the exactly. preseason. You can't, you can't play him again in the preseason. All right, I've got a debate topic right here since we have some time on the show today. Preseason. Play your players in the preseason or not? Yes or no? No, I don't think there's any reason to. And I think you've just – the preseason is literally just to see 
undrafted guys and young guys and see if they can maybe help your team at some point. So I, I don't think really there needs see to any be reason on to play the other side. You still got to play them some. You got to get them game ready. I mean, I you got to get them against need... guys that aren't just on your practice squad. Maybe like a one or two series in the game. Yeah, I'm okay yeah. with that. But I having them out the like entire time and just but playing I don't think backups. They need four preseason games, and now they got three. No. Right? So yeah, three's fine. I think maybe they two. need a league memorandum that. If you're going to play your starters, you need to play them the same length. Or, like, if you're going to play, like, if you have a quarterback competition, it needs to, like, everybody needs to know it needs to be kind of like an even playing field in the game. Why? Of So then I just think that it needs to happen because, you know, obviously you want all your – like, I think there should be – if you're, if your starters are just going to go in there and play, I think there needs to be a league memorandum saying you need this amount of time to play so then – everybody's on the same page about it because sometimes you'll get them one series sometimes you'll get them a quarter sometimes teams that you're playing will only play them one series and you'll play them a quarter so what are you doing you're playing against backups it's yeah, preseason. I mean, though. it's the nfl i don't think it matters who the who's on the field necessarily and you can kind of i think the teams can decide who they want to throw out there and i think Why the ravens should. keep winning yeah yeah because they throw out all their starters not no. no, they really don't, actually. They don't and because they get fun. injured. Their injuries, though, happen in practice. That's the thing. They don't happen in the preseason. Maybe they've got some... Uh, That's why they changed their practices this year. What do they do? What, They're less intense. Maybe they've just got bad practice fields. I don't think that's the case. Like, they have a pretty nice facility out there. I don't know. The commanders had bad fields. We're not turf. the commanders, dude. We have one of the best stadiums in the NFL. We have one of the best organizations in the NFL. We're going to get into this? I mean, there's no debate there if you're trying to compare the Ravens to the Commanders. Oh, what did we there talk about no on the show? There, Remember dude. yesterday we talked about on the show, the very end, that I said breaking news? What, did they have a quarterback now? That's yeah. not true. <laughs> Dan uh, Snyder yeah, said Dan we Snyder. found ourselves a quarterback, and that was the funniest thing I've heard all day. I mean, day. he is a Super Bowl champion. Yeah, that he not didn't really. Win, but he was on the team. He gets a ring. He's got a ring, but he didn't do anything to get the ring. Really, that's more than the Washington has in the last that's very thirty true. years or whatever. That is very true. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer beddings, outdoor living. It is family owned and operated at three sixty Hack Wilson Way, right here in Martinsburg. You can go to Orsini's dot com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll get into a little more NFL as. Watson officially will start the game for the Cleve- for Cleveland on Friday. Uh, Tua talked to the media, and he uh, said stuff about Tom Brady potentially going to uh, that whole thing that came out about Tom Brady potentially to the Dolphins. We'll touch on that next. Plus, later on in that segment, the Wizards have dropped some throwback unis. We'll, th- we'll uh, talk about that next. After this two-minute break, you're tuning to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. <laughs> Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to the Sports Mix today on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Segment sponsored in part by CMA Honda of Winchester as they understand supply chain issues 
in the automotive industry have significantly reduced dealer inventories of new cars. That's why they've launched Drive More Days. Now through September 5th, CMA is already committed to never charging over a sticker for their new vehicles. But now during the special Drive More Days event, customers will also receive a $500 gas card with purchase of a used vehicle. Go, go buy your used vehicles now at CMA Honda of Winchester. CMA moving lives forward. Spencer Queen and Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us, Colin. Your car's in the shop. Maybe you want to go buy a used car, get a $500 gas card down at CMA Honda of Winchester. And your car is about to be back in the shop, so maybe you We don't you know that. To. It could just be a faulty light. And Colin's going to take care of it himself. Make sure it's back in the shop. <laughs> All right, let's continue some NFL talk here. Deshaun Watson officially will start the game Friday, and it doesn't look like we'll hear anything about... Uh, where his suspension will go on Friday, by Friday, by tomorrow. So Deshaun Watson starting the preseason. I think you got to play him a whole half. I think we get a decision. I don't know if it matters if he plays because he's not going to play this season. I feel like, yeah, I I agree with that. I mean, he's going to get suspended. At least six games. At least six games, if not more. So why play him now? Because you're I mean, paying him to see what he's You got to get on a preseason win streak going. It makes no sense. Wouldn't you want to get the guys that are actually going to be playing for you at the start of the season some experience with your first team? But this is also a guy that hasn't played in a year. So I feel like you have to run him out there for at least a little bit. That's what I'm saying. I do wonder, though, this is for. how much of the target is on Deshaun Watson, do you think, by the, the opposing team? think the offensive line lets him through like... No. The line will because technically he is their teammate yard and they're trying to win a starting job potentially. But the other team might have a little bit more motivation toward Deshaun. I don't know. Who knows? That'll be interesting to see. Uh, we get the news this morning that uh, Patriots running back James White is retiring from the NFL. Said it was a quote honor to represent the New England Patriots. Uh, James White who had re-signed on a two-year deal uh, this offseason with the Patriots is on the pup list, but after he suffered a hip injury last season, and uh, he's decided to hang hang it up before he comes off the pup list. Yeah, I know he had a pretty bad injury last year, so it could potentially be, you know, maybe just the rehab isn't going the way he thought it might, and that seems like the better decision. But, I mean, James White was a very important part of some of those Patriots Super Bowl teams. Uh, of course, he had the game-winning touchdown in the game that went to overtime against the Falcons So, uh, in the Super Bowl. So, obviously, you know, he's going to be remembered in NFL history for at least that play, but a, a very solid player. Uh, usually was a good PPR guy in fantasy. That's what I was about to bring up. <laughs> fantasy, fantasy fans player. are going to be happy now that if you get stuck with a drafting a running back out of New England, they won't be splitting carries anymore. Well, they like still will be because, I mean, they got Damian Harris and Robert Orr Stevenson. Uh-huh. But James White won't be there taking their catches, potentially. They That's don't have true. Rex Burkhead anymore, so there's less of those little scat backs that they throw in there. But uh, yeah, I'm he just hangs it up. To avoid New England stuff. Any though. any thoughts on I have Stevens James White besides fantasy? I mean, he was a great player, as Nick well, said. Not great. He was pretty good. Got a Super Bowl. He does have a Super Bowl. Uh, according to Coach Todd Bowles, Tampa Bay quarterback. 
Tom Brady is taking a leave of absence from the team to deal with, quote, some personal things. Uh, obviously, he wasn't really going to play in the preseason. Yeah. Because he's got the job nailed down, whatever. But uh, this is interesting news. I don't know why it's news. That didn't make much sense that what you just said there. It's news, but why is it news? Because he's leaving the team. Because it's Tom Brady. I mean, we don't know what's going on. I'm going to presume it's something, like you said, a personal issue. So, not really things that we need to necessarily know about, but it what is What if we see a picture of him over, like, in, on some, like, island vacationing? And are we going to get for mad? him. That's not what it's going to be, though. It's Tom Brady. This is, like, the hardest working athlete of all time. It's also true. That is true. Speaking of Tom Brady, we remember what came out last week about uh, the Dolphins trying to get Tom Brady, and their now their owner's been suspended and fined, and they were taking a draft pick away. Um, Miami quarterback Tua Tagovailoa told reporters last week that he believes the team is quote all in on him despite the prior interest in Tom Brady. Uh, well, there was had to be interest though, so he, they weren't all in on him at one point. I mean, can you blame him? It's Tom Brady. But why are you why tampering? Why wouldn't you have interest? It's Tom Brady. But why is your owner tampering to get a, I don't a quarterback? Know. Because it's Tom Brady? Their owner has some it, other issues that are in that I, I'm not saying that he did the right thing. No, he definitely didn't. But uh, in terms of him having interest, I can't really blame the guy. Uh, and in terms of what that does potentially for the Dolphins this season I don't think Tua will be super concerned about it because it wasn't like somebody on the coaching staff it was the owner which depending on the franchise and it seems like live with the Dolphins at least uh there's maybe a little bit of a disconnect between the team and the owner um so I would say that you know he's definitely going to go out there and try to do his thing now how well will Tua play who knows I think he's kind of an average quarterback so we won't see a huge season for him even with Tyreek Hill coming in uh but it is kind of an interesting story I guess in terms of like the fact that Tua I guess still has a lot of confidence even if or at least is presenting a lot of confidence even with these potential rumors around and uh, we're getting close to fantasy football time here. Still trying to find our draft for the league you've invited us to, Colin. Uh, but fantasy football, obviously a big thing. Nick introduced our uh, – or potentially doing a survivor pool. Survivor pool? Are we doing this on the show? Uh, no, it's something through Andrew Rogers. Oh, okay. And he had Shout asked out me Andrew to Rogers. ask a few people. So I just was like, yeah. I'll Shout out Andrew guys. Rogers. But, uh, yeah, fantasy this year. And we can talk about it, obviously. Talk about our league. I mean, we can still Can make you talk about our league? Yeah. I mean, what do we? I don't know much about this league. It's just a fantasy football league. What do you mean? You don't have keepers or anything. Uh, I don't know unless we want to establish that this year. I haven't had it because it's been, I think, two are, years are now. Just expanding rules? it. To do we have hunters? Yeah. Do we have any no. unique rules? I, I just keep it QBs, basic. I, I might go keepers, but I like keeping it basic for the Is fantasy money wise. League? No, not a money league okay. yet. I mean, we should make with it, a money it expanding. League. Maybe we could go money. Maybe we could see if people wanted a trophy or whatnot. I kind of just threw it together a couple years ago, and now expanding it to see how long it will go. I mean, this is only year number three, and how many like teams? Sixteen teams, so that's huge. Which so no one team we're should drafting. dominate. Yeah, that's why I don't know if I want keepers because yeah, I don't think we do keepers. I think we should add a second quarterback potentially. Maybe next year. This year, I think I'm going to keep it as is, and 
see what happens. Add a second quarterback? Oh, like to starting? Yeah, yeah. 2QB league. I think that could work if because then... It's just tough because, you know, you got 16 teams, so like true. the bottom ones are all going to be backup quarterbacks. Or everybody's going to have two starters and have to play them. That's true. Maybe and if not one gets hurt, then you're league. screwed. I've just been wanting to try that in a league. I mean, it sounds yeah. cool, but for a 16-team league, you got to do the math. Well, fair enough. Did you two open up these spots for us? or Yeah, I created them. So it was, it was only 12 last year. See, that's more competitive. I don't know why you just didn't kick some guys out of the league and <laughs> have <mean>. us commit. <laughs> or we could have created a new league. We could have, but then us, it's only four. The four of us, and then we could have added. Yeah, expanded. we could have added a few people. Could the have R&R league. Yeah. I'm sure Mike would have played. and Rob would have played. Donna. Jimmy would have drafted for Donna, so. You saying Donna can't draft? Yeah, what are you trying to say? I'm saying it would have been a, a game. It would have been we a We could have had a coaches league. We could have got could've. the EPAC coaches in. Yeah, we could have done that. Maybe next year. Still could, I suppose. You still could. I mean, the season's a month away. <laughs> I don't think they have time to go play fantasy football. They can football. play fantasy football. Yeah, it's just a one-week thing. They probably don't have time to Set play fantasy lineup. football. Set your lineup. They can def- They definitely play. Start asking that at our interviews. We'll do that then. I don't think Glenn Simpson plays. I'm, really, I'm willing to we'll ask bet him today. that he doesn't. We'll, we'll ask him today. I bet you Britt Sherman plays. Well, I'll have to ask Coach Sherman tomorrow. I feel like B. Tom's right. Brian Thomas yeah, definitely Brian plays Thomas fantasy football. Brian Thomas is probably like a fantasy football guru. All right, well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. We come back, we'll get into those Wizards throwback jerseys, and uh, we'll talk Nats and O's, plus some more baseball news coming up when we return to close out today's edition of the Sports Mix. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com and by the Mayor's Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer Pudnick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us for this final segment of today's show as we wrap things up. Uh, we'll talk the Wizards right now. Is Yesterday they teased that they were having some throwback unis come out and uh, their 25th anniversary throwback jerseys are out. So they're going back to the old Wizards logo that was blue and white and silver, gold, gold. Yeah, and, and the Wizard yeah. actually, because now they completely got rid of the Wizard and it's just yeah. a basketball that's red, white, and blue, which is kind of lame. The court, they're going back to the old court as well with the DC and the Wizardry. Just for the, when they wear the throwbacks. Yeah, they have a. They also have a court though, yeah. which I think is cool. Yeah, a lot of teams do that now. Um. Yeah, you know, I remember not a lot of people really liked these uniforms when they had them. I've never been a huge fan of them. I'm kind of disappointed that the gold ones didn't come back. That's the ones that because that's the ones that everybody likes. That's mean. I just I, can't, I double tapped. Just her. messing with you. Once the Celtics get in their throwback uniform, yeah, so they wear the same. I was uniforms. about to say they've always worn the same uniforms. <laughs> but uh, I'm waiting for them to bring back the St. Patrick's Day ones. Yeah, I think the gold ones should come back if they're going to bring. That was always my favorite. I remember uh, 
Dylan, I don't know if he probably still has it, but he had it as a kid. It was the gold Gilbert Arenas, I believe. And I feel like everybody I that was probably a Wizards doesn't fan have as a Gilbert kid Arenas had the jersey. gold Gilbert does. Arenas. Gilbert did one little yeah, thing. One little locker. thing? <laughs> There's You're worse joking, things he could Obviously. Do. Yes. For the record, just to save you, since we're yeah. on live radio. Yeah. We are, yeah. All right, let's turn our attention to baseball here. The Nats lose their rubber match yesterday. Uh, Juan, excuse me, not Juan Soto. He's returning to town tomorrow. You miss him too much. Uh, He's returning to town tomorrow. tomorrow. No. seems like you're about to cry right now. It's okay. No. You can show Um, your true feelings. You become a Padres fan. We're here for Josiah Gray pitched pretty well last night until they threw him out for the sixth inning. I didn't watch the game, obviously. Uh, I didn't watch. I don't have Masson. I don't have Masson either. You have the Masson app. That works really well. I don't have that because <laughs> since I don't work. have Masson, the Masson app doesn't work for you me. You don't have the Masson app. What are we doing here, Masson? This is our uh, trying to get – but you can listen to those games right here I on do. Talk Radio WRNR. So. Uh, those are Nationals games. Yeah, we're talking Nationals here. Uh, but uh, the Nats didn't look so good yesterday. But uh, they were able to put up some runs. They were leading the game until uh, – Didn't they score two runs? Yeah, but they were leading 2 nothing. It's 2 Fair more enough. than 0. Yeah. What are you playing now? Here's Davey Martinez talking about Josiah Gray. Last inning, uh, started getting the ball, balls out. Slaughter didn't have that bite like he had earlier. That's uh, six-plus innings at, at 96 pitchers. I mean, that for, for me, that's that's a great outing for him. After, you know, the couple of, couple of games of struggles, he made some adjustments, which was awesome. So if we could continue to build off of that, that's great. So he was happy with how he pitched until that sixth inning. Yeah. I Which think, is pretty uh, good because Josiah Gray did have a couple bad outings the last few times. They need, like I said yesterday, Josiah Gray is going to be kind of their, their guy moving forward on the mound, so they're going to need uh, good outings out of him if he can develop into the uh, player they hope that they re- acquired last year at the deadline. So, Caber Ruiz continues to impress. He had that two-homer game the other day. Uh, the O's, they're now tied for the final wild card spot, and they've got a random game with the Sox? Yeah, yeah. it's a make-up from, I think, the beginning of the season when the two weeks were uh, canceled. Yeah, they randomly throw those throw in, in there. The, the, the Nats mm-hmm. and Phillies have random five-game series because of that. Well, this one one's game. just a random one-game, hey, you're in Baltimore, let's go to uh, Fenway, play one game, and then have to go down to St. Petersburg to play the Rays tomorrow. That's it's, weird. Kind of pain travel wise for him, but I Who's like on the mound today. Uh, Kramer's on the mound today. So. Did the O's even play yesterday? No, no postponed due to rain. Oh yeah, it did rain all day. I thought they were in Toronto for some reason. No, yeah. no dome. <laughs> Is but, that one of the? Uh, but it's still a sweep against the Blue Jays. <laughs> you didn't play a three game series. You got to go play that game later. Uh, but who's on the mound for Kramer's on the mound tonight against? I said that. Winkowski, Winkowski, for the Red Sox. Uh, then they start that game, that three-game series down in Tampa. That's a big series. It as is well, a big because series. It's another team that you're. Well, that's their that, was, that was my point in saying they start that now, big so. series down there, as because you're you're tied with them, and where will things go from there? Maybe the trap will be full. What's full for them? Like half full. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty good. I don't think baseball in f- the state of Florida just doesn't really work. Well, I know that. I mean, it uh, does on a high school level. Rob, I'm Manfred talking about like an LB level. They're going to stay in Tampa Bay, or at least that's the goal. And we'll actually put them in Tampa Bay instead of in St. Petersburg. 
Yeah, the Tropicana Field's horrible. I never. Been. Everybody, I haven't either. But everybody that has been says don't go. Well, you know, next to um, Raymond James Stadium is the Yankees spring training complex, which is really weird to me. Why is I, that weird? I don't know. I just like I went down to Tampa Bay to for the the Marshalls bowl game a few years back and you know coming down through the street. I'll just get to Marshall now. Because I'm talking about Tampa Bay here. When I was going down in Tampa and I was like coming up to Raymond James Stadium, I was like, where's their baseball stadium? I was like, the Rays don't play over here. And then I was like, wait, Florida spring training. And then it said home of the Yankees. And I was like, this is weird. To be right next they to gotta find locations, the man. Tampa Bay's you can share parking. Place. It's like a complex. It makes sense. I know, but then where do you put where do you put the Rays if they're going to move the, over to Tampa from St. Pete? They'll find it, or they just go to Montreal. I mean, I don't know if it'll exactly be in Tampa, but I just know that that's kind of. A I feel like the Expos goal. need to come back. They don't. Why? Because nobody went to their games either. Yeah, nobody did go to their games. I, think well, I was talking about. Now, they I was referring to the Marlins as well. Like I feel like this professional, like MLB baseball in the state of Florida, just doesn't work because you have so much other Rays. stuff you can be doing. Well, the Marlins just haven't been good. You're right; they have not. The been Rays good, have been at least good. They just don't get fans for whatever because reason. they play in a dump, like FedEx. Yeah. Washington. I mean, they haven't been doing. Hey, apparently, either, apparently, Dan Snyder did say in that in that Zoom call yesterday that uh, they've made a lot of upgrades to the stadium and they invite everybody to come out. Yeah, he's under oath too. You said right during yeah. that you have a quarterback, you have a better stadium, and that they're going to have big crowds. So if their crowds are still like at fifty thousand, <laughs> can he be arrested we don't for see perjury? Any upgrades and Carson Wentz either gets hurt or turns out to be a bum. Can they get him for lying, lying under, under oath? oath? <laughs> That'd be, that'd be would it be lying, It's really just his opinion. It was under oath. Yeah, he was under oath, though. Yeah, but is it lying if you're giving an opinion? Can you lie on an opinion? He I believes mean, that's, uh, that's yeah. a quarterback. I, I was blanking on the guy's uh, name, but... All right, we'll, we'll be out at Washington Patriot football practice today as we will film EPAC All Access, which we'll see over the next couple of weeks on TV10, WRNR TV on YouTube. And uh, tomorrow we'll come back. We'll get a teaser bite for you. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. We'll talk to you tomorrow. For Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. Hey.